Hey, welcome everybody to the Tuesday, September 11th edition of Project Arrowhead. As you'll see, my co-host, the beautiful Gina, is not with us today. However, making his return, the, the beautiful wolf, Glenn, the Wolfman himself, <laughs> Glenn Swy. Hello, everybody. It's good to be back. How you feeling? Good, good. I had my three-year hiatus, and <laughs> it's good to be back. Well, glad you're feeling better. Yeah, thank you. And as usual, Project Arrowhead is brought to you by the Mohegan Sun, Big Three, Avalon Nightclub, Vista Lounge, and Lansdowne Pub. For your VIP needs, contact Chris Cody at the Avalon Nightclub or the Vista Lounge. And, uh... Don't forget, if you get a chance, stop by Giorgio's Pizza in Quaker Hill. A beats. You will not be disappointed. So, a couple things to cover on today's show. Um, first of all, I'm sure everybody knows that today is September 11th. 9-11. It is hard to believe that it was 17 years ago. But I remember exactly where I was, what I was doing when uh, when the attacks happened. Mm, and um, that's what we'd like to hear from you guys, too. Uh, give us a call at the studio, 860-626-5193. And um, if you have any 9-11 stories or where you were, um, give us a call. Let us know. I was, uh, it was actually a very, very nice Tuesday morning, and um, I was working at American Ambulance, and my partner, um, Mark Diocides, and I, we had just brought in a uh, patient to the hospital, and uh, one of the medics that worked in the hospital came up and said, hey, it's going to be a long day for FDNY, and, uh, you know, obviously, we, <laughs> we asked why. He said, well, plane just hit the uh, World Trade Center. And we were like, oh, wow. You know, we're thinking somebody screwed up somewhere and it was an accident and this and that. So we dropped our patient off. We did our turnover and we headed to the um, to the uh, waiting room to see what was going on. You know, I wanted to see what this was all about, this plane hitting the Trade Center. And uh, as we made our way into the waiting room, we watched live and saw the second plane hit the World Trade Center. And you could have heard a pin drop in the emergency room waiting room. And it was at that point that we knew that this was no accident. And then just total panic and chaos and... You know, we had uh, we had ambulances stage at the sub base. We had ambulances stage at uh, EB. We had ambulances stage all over, and we were we were getting our news from the radio, and none of us knew what was going on. You know, we were just freaking out because we were going by what we were hearing. And every now and then, if we if we did a call, we'd catch a glimpse on TV. Um. I was at a nursing home picking up a patient when I saw the buildings come down. 
And uh, I'll never forget. Okay. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, this is Jake from Virginia. How y'all doing? Jake, what's going on? How you doing, Jake? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. We haven't even mentioned it yet, but uh, we have one massive hurricane barreling towards the southeast. And, uh, Jake, you're right in the path of it, right? Yes, sir. As of right now, I will be in the northern part of the storm, catching, like, the tip of it. I'm still waiting to see if she's going to turn, keep on the same path. What is it going to do? Now you're in Virginia Beach, right? <clears throat> yes, sir. Yeah, right at that, right at that North Carolina Virginia border, right yeah. where they stop all their predictions of storm surge and things like that. I'm looking at the maps and things, and they just kind of stop at our border. <laughs> wow. Now, how are the uh, how are the evacuations and everything going down there? Um, so far, from what I've heard, the most is it's just going to take you a little bit of time to get out of town. Um, I believe today most of the traffic that came through our area was the people leaving North Carolina. Um, they were all headed up north. Uh, another friend of mine said that she had to go up to D.C. and what would normally take her an uh, hour and a half from where we live to Richmond took her about three hours because of all the traffic. Wow. The people are moving out but it's just going to take you a little bit more time to get out. So you got to plan for that. Now, I had heard that they shut the highways leading in. They shut it down, and they're using both sides of the highway to evacuate people. Is that correct, or is that just a rumor? Um, not in Virginia. I know in parts of South Carolina and North Carolina, especially around the coastlines, to get people out they have shut down and made them both exit lanes leaving from that area, especially South Carolina, from what I heard. Uh, the governor there said, basically, if you live on the coast, you got to leave now. And uh, he that was either yesterday or the day before. So they made the interstates toward the coast all exit, get away from the coast, and made them all leave, which is a good preemptive strike. So it's mandatory, mandated evacuations? Uh, in South Carolina, along the coast, yes. He did say, if you live on the coast, get out now. Um, North Carolina, they have the Outer Banks and that whole barrier island area of Ochre Croak, mm -hmm. Outer Banks, Nags Head. They have told people, you need to get out now. Um, you get off the island. Get inland, get up north. And most of the people that live there know this is a bad storm. We got to get. Well, I know the uh, the Weather Channel tends to hype things up a little bit, but yeah. uh, they're, they're they're calling it catastrophic, and said that it's going to change the landscape of the Outer Banks and surrounding areas forever. But weren't they calling out if, uh, the worst since? If uh, it tracks a little bit north than what they're predicting right now and it stays the strength that it is the uh, storm surge of water could be anywhere from 4 to 10 feet above what they normally have so that would it could take out parts of the outer banks just because there's not much there at some points along the interstate um, I think it was Isabel I saw 
one two mile stretch of the interstate down the southern part just get completely washed away um there wasn't much room on either side of that it was just a nice little sandbars that they had built an interstate on so there is a possibility but that's worst case scenario and of course that's what weather channels and they'll sell you as worst case because you'll keep coming back to watch yeah well that and i mean they want to get everybody out you know yeah. i and you know as well yeah, as they, i do there's going to be a few holdouts and I, I don't even know what to say they they need to take the the the, the storm serious <clears throat> Yeah, this is this is the biggest one to hit this area in, I believe they said, 50 to 70 years. Um, if everything stays as it is now, the Cat 4, possible Cat 5, um, it would be the biggest one that we have seen in a long time. And a lot of people think, hey, Hurricane, I lived through one, I can live through this one. They're all different. Mm-hmm. I've been through Cat 1 and 2, and... The ones that I've been through, you think Cat 1, they're all the same. No, they're not. They're the little, quote-unquote, little hurricanes. But the few that I've been through, they're completely different. And with the severity of this one, if you're in that path, run. <laughs> the best advice I can tell you. Well, we had uh, we had Sandy and Irene a few years back. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah. Um, one of them was a, a tropical storm. The other one was a Cat 1. And the damage that yeah. both of those storms caused, um, we had people that, you know, had no power for weeks, and uh, it, it was just unbelievable. So I can't even imagine a Category yeah, it, 4. <clears throat> where this one will make landfall, wherever it winds up making landfall, at a Cat 4, it's pretty much going to be devastation. Um, they're comparing it to almost, not as bad as Andrew, but almost as bad to where there's not going to be much there. And if it is, it, it'll be bricks and well-made brick places. Um, there'll definitely be a lot of uh, damage done. And if people are there and didn't heed, you're putting your own life at risk. Wow. So you said you're headed north? Um, I am. I'm in the cone of uncertainty. <laughs> so right now I am waiting for more reports. I have time. I have more time than those more south of me. Um, by tomorrow night, I will have made a decision of whether I'm staying or leaving. Um, looking at the path that they first forecasted and the rain that would stick around because once it makes landfall it's not done it's just going to keep dumping rain oh yeah more rain it's just going to stall out and just saturate and this whole area most of virginia we had record-breaking wet summers yeah i know i was down there (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean more more rain on top of that is not going to help and um, looking at the path of that stalled storm and where the rain is going to be, uh, it, where I am potentially headed is just on the other side of that, mm-hmm. possibly in the path of that. So it's it's 
a crapshoot right now as to whether I stay or leave. When are they uh, predicting landfall? Um, I believe they said it will hit land, the eye will hit land uh, late Thursday into early Friday. Hmm. Yeah. So the middle of the night. Yeah, of course. That's when they all come. <laughs> hey, you know, you can, all, you can always go stay at the Double Tree. I did look into that. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I have a, a few pets that are rather large and uh, hard to find places to take with me. And that's yeah. true. A lot of people don't uh, they don't take the pets into consideration. Yeah, and for me and my wife, that's the first thing that we take into consideration because we would never leave them behind. Mm-hmm. But thanks to previous storms. Um, I believe in certain states, at least, if you are denied a place to stay because of your animals, but you are running from a hurricane, they cannot deny you because you are seeking shelter. Um, that is what I heard. I think it's a FEMA. It came in under FEMA. Yeah, if they if they declare a state of emergency, which I believe they did in Virginia. I think from South Carolina all the way up through Maryland has declared states of emergency. Joc- Jocelyn Marie says plug that double tree. <laughs> yeah, Jocelyn's giving me a hard time. <laughs> I am plugging the double tree. <laughs> Where the scares that care Christmas party will be taking place in December. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could go to that, but. Yeah, it's uh, a long drive for a couple hours. Yeah, for my neck, uh, I need at least a day or two to recover and. To be there for a day and turn around and have to drive back, it just, uh, yeah, it would be brutal. Yeah, it would. Well, brother, we, uh, we wish you the best. Thank you. And, uh, don't wait till the last minute. Oh, never. I've lived here too long to know <laughs> you got to cut and run when you can. That's what you're going to do. Otherwise, you got to hunker. Me and my wife are, we're preparing for either scenario. Well, that's that good. way, when the time comes, we're ready. Either way. Awesome. I know those uh, those rain showers we had when I was down there, they were flooding the road, so I can just. Yeah. It's going to be <laughs> And then insane. add in, even at the, at the very least, they say we'll get tropical storm winds. Yep. So if you add those in on top of the saturated ground, there will be trees down all over, which will also be power out outages as well. No, of course. Yeah. I mean, everybody's like, oh, it's only a tropical storm. That's still 70-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah, and with the, the way the ground has been already, it, mm-hmm. it could still cause quite a bit of damage. Wow. Hey, well, we got you on the line. Um what were you doing when 7-Eleven... 7-11? Oh, my God. <laughs> Getting a Slurpee. <laughs> wow. When 9-11 happened. <laughs> 9-11. Um, I was at work listening to the radio, and I heard the news that a plane, didn't specify what type, had hit one of the towers. Mm-hmm. I leaned back, living in a military town, you're always near a military person or a retired military. Mm-hmm. So I leaned back and told him, hey, did you hear it? He's like, yeah, it's kind of weird. Then the next one hit. 
I leaned back, looked at him, and we both went terrorist attack, just like that. But um, coming from Israel with terrorism, um, this one, 9-11 was, it hit hard. I mean, I've been through terrorist attacks myself, and this one, just seeing it in a country that's not ready to that degree for it, mm-hmm. um, it hurt me more to see the country grieving and the shock that people went through with it. Um, that one hurt me more than, I mean, of course, the attacks themselves, they devastating. But it's like helping somebody grieve the loss. Uh, you hurt for them as well. So, um, yeah, I'm just a work with a military vet. <laughs> and uh, it, there was a plane a while back. It was a little prop plane that uh, struck the Empire State Building. So when I first heard that a plane hit the, the Trade Center, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, that's that's what we thought at first. We thought maybe um, somebody was out learning how to fly and they made mm-hmm. a wrong turn, something bad went wrong, and they just somehow wound up hitting the building. Um, but then right after the second one hit, we knew right away Oh, absolutely. Just the military thought in our brains and living in that state of terrorism that I did, uh, it just, we knew right away. And we couldn't do anything, and we felt helpless because we couldn't. When that second plane hit, it was like the world stopped. Exactly. Everything got silent. The jaws dropped. I think because, like you said, at that point, everybody knew this wasn't an accident that that we had been attacked. Yep. Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, you know, it's hard to believe it was 17 years ago because it's still so fresh in my mind. Yeah. It does. It only feels like it was maybe a few years ago. Absolutely. Well, let's not forget about Benghazi. uh, Oh, yeah, Benghazi. 9-11 also. Oh yeah, and that was, uh, was it just a three, few years back. Four year anniversary of Benghazi. Yep. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, Chris Peranto, uh, <clears throat> he was on this morning and uh, was talking about Benghazi and the death of um, Ambassador Chris Stevens and and the two Navy yeah. SEALs and his friends. Yeah, it's. Um, Did you hear that the yeah. Twitter actually suspended his account because of what he said to Obama? Oh, Chris Peranto, yeah, yeah, Tonto, yeah. He he uh, he called Obama out this morning because Obama said the whole thing was a uh, conspiracy. A conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad somebody did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. He um, I listened to that whole interview and he let him have it. I think that was definitely wrong to uh, cancel his account or suspend it, what have you. First Amendment rights. First Amendment rights. He had the right to say whatever he wants. He was there. <laughs> he was fighting. I thought it was kind of gutless for Obama to uh, absolutely to say what he said in the first place. Absolutely. Look. I won't get into my own conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. But you got to divert the attention away. Look at the shiny keys over here. Don't look at what's actually happening. Yeah, I hear you. Yep. <laughs> All right, Jake. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling right, in, buddy. And uh, like I said, be safe. Uh, check in with me. Let me know you're all right. Yeah, yes, stay sir. safe. Stay yeah, safe. I'm, uh, hopefully by tomorrow night I'll have an answer as to whether I'm cutting and running or I'm hunkering down. Awesome. Yep. All right, buddy. All right, thanks for calling in, brother. Yeah, no problem. Take, Take care. care. Bye. That was Jake Lerner from Virginia Beach. And one of the paths of the storm. Jocelyn sent me a text. <coughs> she won't be able to call in, but at 940, she was awoken by her daughter uh, with pager in her hand as it was going crazy. Reddit ran to the truck outside and was dispatched to the Pentagon, priority one. After four days at the Pentagon, uh, her unit was dispatched to Ground Zero for three and a half weeks for search and rescue efforts. And uh, they were cleared to go when it officially changed to a recovery. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's... Uh, unreal. Huh. Thank you for your service, Jocelyn. And uh, Sarah says that not only did we grieve together, but she's never seen America come together more than that following day, days and weeks after that. I absolutely agree. Um, it, it was it was amazing how everybody came <clears throat> together. It didn't last, unfortunately, but it was no, nice for a while. It didn't. Unfortunately, it takes a tragedy to make people come together now. It's a shame. And then she says, uh, the story of the role of Gander Newfoundland had on that day is beautiful. Uh, she actually visited their museum in Gander, and they have a piece of steel from the tower that was donated to them as a reminder of their generosity. Wow. And uh, there, were, there were actually a lot of a lot of countries that came together oh yeah um in that time who was the uh, palestinian leader i can't remember his name oh uh oh man i got it on the tip of my tongue i can't <laughs> you always do this to me <laughs> the palestinian leader i can't think of his name arafat um, yasser arafat yeah he uh, he went and donated blood. Thank you. I, I would have been <laughs> up all night. <laughs> yeah, that was something. Yep. Yeah, it was. Um, we had a lot of help from from a lot of people. Yeah, Jocelyn, you're a little late, but we got yeah. it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I got it just before you. <laughs> I see Gina's listening. Hi, Gina. Hi, Gina. Hi, Gina. You were supposed to be here on my return. <laughs> Your seat's empty, Gina. Maybe she's not listening anymore. I don't see her. <laughs> uh, so, Glenn, where were you on 9-11? Actually, I was home watching the news right at that point when the first one hit. 
Obviously, I didn't see it because I didn't know about it at that <laughs> moment. Gina's there. She said, hi, boys. <laughs> Hello. Callie misses you. And uh, as I was watching the news, they broke with the news and said about the tower being hit. They weren't sure what was going on. Then as they played it live, that's when I watched the second one hit. And I, I was just in, I was in complete shock. I mean, I couldn't understand what was happening, you know. What was going on? Why this was happening? Then I heard about the Pentagon and, and the other places and the, and the one downed. and I, It was just chaos in my head, you know? Just couldn't understand what was happening. And then, the, of course, you got to figure terrorist attack. Yep. But they weren't sure at that point, but obviously all the signs pointed to that. Gina, why don't you call in and tell us your 9-11 story? 860-626-5193. <laughs> you know, the other thing was, because um, we were freaking out. We had ambulances everywhere, mm. and um, there were rumors of car bombs going off. Uh, there were rumors of secondary devices here and there, and all of that turned out to be nothing. Well, they um, downed every plane to make sure nothing was still up in the air because if there was, they were going to shoot it down. They mm-hmm. made every plane land. I remember that. Yeah, Sarah says to call in, Gina. And I, I, Sarah just said the same thing. They they completely shut down air entry into the U.S. and all the planes landed. And it was unbelievable because to watch all of those planes that were in the air at that time land, yeah. All land was... It was incredible. The fact that there were no mishaps or any of that was... Uh, and then, of course, they were thinking in New York, Statue of Liberty, uh, Empire State Building, UN Building, of course, more uh, the White House in Washington, D.C. You know, we were even thinking here with the sub base and all that. Mm-hmm. Everything's a potential target here in the United States. I'm not, I mean, uh, I'm not 100% sure. Maybe you could shed some light on this. Um, but the plane that was downed in Pennsylvania was headed for the White House. Right. Is that correct? That's, that's what they estimated. It was heading for the White House. And thank God for those people on board. They, all of them are heroes, every last one of them. Broke into the cockpit and, and took the guy out and... They knew they were going down, but they did it anyway. And that's the ultimate act of heroism. Sarah says they have the uh, recordings in the museum uh, of air traffic control. I watched a show um, the other day, and it was all <coughs> the uh, the transmissions. And then when right. that one guy, um, instead of hitting the uh, the speaker, he was transmitting. And telling everybody to just sit tight that the plane's been hijacked that if they do what they say they'll all be all right and right i mean it's just to sit there and hear it and knowing that it wasn't going to be all right that the people on those planes didn't stand a chance was just i don't know you're right it is haunting it's chilling um Still traumatizing, also, to think all 
oh my god all the people that have, have died and in every crash and every uh building that that happened that day and uh, still still remember it like it was yesterday mm-hmm. and then watching the ceremony this morning um it was a part that got me all choked up and it kind of puts it in perspective gives it reality well i mean everything gave it reality but there was this girl and uh she was reading off the names and she read off the name of her dad and said even though i never got to meet you and um that one there just hit home oh yeah you know she was born right around that time and uh She's 17 years old now. She's getting ready to graduate. This is her senior year of high school. And uh, she never got to meet her dad, who was a uh, a firefighter for uh, FDNY. God bless him. And uh, one thing that people still don't <clears throat> know is, uh, did you know there's still a large amount of people that are dying from 9-11 oh yeah firefighters yep. are, are dying uh, firefighters police officers all first responders that responded are dying from cancer that they got from nine from from ground zero no and uh was it was it asbestos related you know, I'm not sure. It's been... Because I know there was uh, white dust everywhere when people came out. Obviously from debris, but... Uh, you know, uh, I'm not sure what it was. But I know it was some kind of chemical-related things that, they, that they're still getting sick from today. Yeah, it's all the different all the different stuff that was in there. I'm sure there was asbestos in... Uh yeah, because back when that was made, it was... It was still okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dave Phillips is listening. What's up, Dave? How hey you Dave. doing? Dave the Beard Phillips. <laughs> the Beard. <laughs> so once again, we're talking about the 17th anniversary of 9-11. Also the anniversary of Benghazi on 9-11. So if you, uh, you want to share your 9-11 stories, give us a call. Either one. 860-626-5193. And um, man, it's too bad I couldn't get Tonto on. Yeah, special shout get, out to Tonto. We Thank could you. have just sat back and let Chris have the microphone, and absolutely, he'd have filled up the entire hour and a half of the show. <laughs> Might have to go into double show. <laughs> but that, yeah. Thank you for what you said uh, to Obama, Tonto. We really appreciate it. And you are absolutely right on the mark. Well, you were there. You've seen it. You lived it. So God bless you and thank you. And hopefully your account will be restored soon so we can hear more from you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him at the casino last um, last November for Veterans Day. Mm, that's and, right. And uh, yep. he came down with his book. He autographed his book. And, um, you know, another good person that, that uh, comes down to the casino quite a bit is uh navy seal um kevin lacy yep and uh 
Kevin autographed the book for me, <clears> and uh, he's such a nice guy, so down to earth. And you look at him, and he's one of the baddest men on the planet, <laughs> and you'd <laughs> never be able to tell. So yeah, thank both of you guys for your uh, for your uh, service and for everything what you guys went through. Yep. You know, it's God it's, bless you both. It's tough. A lot of people have their I guess you can call it opinions or their conspiracy theories or this and that and the other thing. Yeah. But uh you guys lived it. You guys survived it. And um you know, God bless you both. Hey Dave, do you want to call in and uh, talk about what's going on at Leffenwell? Call in numbers 860-626-5193. That's 820. 626. 860. What did I say? 820. All right, you can call that one. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Glenn's first day back. Yeah. 860. 626-5193. Wow. This is why Glenn was replaced. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was cruel. Yeah, it was. But <laughs> well, we got a pick out of him. It's his first day back. <laughs> Come on, call in. Talk about your 9-11 experiences, both Benghazi and the Trade Towers. Or just call in to say hi. Welcome me back. <laughs> wow, he's tooting his own horn over there. Absolutely. I can't wait until there's three of you over there. It's going to be uh, a trip. Speaking of which, where's the cat? <laughs> I I need to put this out there. I didn't do it. I am going to try to do this without dropping foul language. Impossible. Uh-oh. It, if I do, I'm going to apologize in advance. Keith. We need a swear jar here. <laughs> beep, beep. All right. <laughs> I appreciate interacting with people. I appreciate people contacting me and saying that they like the show. How about talking about this? How about talking about that? It's great. I, I, I love talking with you guys. However. Is he talking do, to us, Keith? <laughs> oh, boy. Do not ever... And I mean ever, come on my pages and attack one of my co-hosts the way you did. That was gutless. It makes you look like a little bit, a little coward, and it will not be tolerated by either one of us. If you've got something to say, don't hide behind a fake profile and put this stuff on our pages. Private message that person. Private message me. Whatever you want to do. But don't you ever come on my page and post the crap that you were posting. It's uh, it's probably a good thing you hid behind a fake profile because uh, you'd, you'd be put on blast right now. And don't forget, I do not play well with others. This so, is true. You know, that kind of stuff is not tolerated whatsoever. You're entitled to your opinion, but sometimes maybe you should keep it to yourself. It, it was childish. It was not true. And it was designed to attack and hurt somebody for no reason at all. 
And like I said, it will not be tolerated by any of us. So with that being said, you can go pound sand. Forget the haters. Hey, you didn't. You didn't swear. There's no money in the jar. <laughs> oh, I almost did. I caught myself. <laughs> Look at me. I'm beat red. I was. Uh, <laughs> I was not happy. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna invite this little turd. Okay, you almost Snowflake. said it. Snowflake. <laughs> to, to, to call in the show. Yeah, you know, call on in and talk to me. You got something to say? You want to post stuff on my page? Let's hear what you got to say. Yeah, and I had the pleasure of seeing all that, which I did not like. Yeah, a lot of people saw it. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they were asking me about it. The little snowflake is not going to call in. They never do. They hide behind fake names. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he's not going to call in. Um, but I hope he's listening. Because guess what? I will find out who you are. And when I do, we're going to talk about you. We will put your name out, and we'll talk about you. Okay, I'm getting spun up. Glenn, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> Still looking for someone to call in. 860-626-5193. Call in, say hi. Wow. So, uh, what you been up to, Jim, since I've been away? Working. That's good. You been feeling any better? Hell no. No? Hey, uh, Keith. Yeah? I notice with my camera, when I look at Jim, I'm looking at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to It's literally it. like I'm talking to the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got to flip it. That happens yeah. with Gina and I, too. Like, <laughs> no, I got you and Gina. Like, I got to uh, hey, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> So to look at Jim, you have to talk to the wall. I have to talk to the wall then, literally. (laughs) (laughs) If I look at him, I'm facing the wall on camera. Okay, we'll get that fixed later. Either way, I'm always talking to the wall. (laughs) To be perfectly honest. Well, isn't that the the truth anyhow? Yeah. CJ always always says talking to me is like talking to a wall. So, I mean, you might as well just (laughs) jump on in. (laughs) Yeah, we got to flip this. (laughs) (laughs) Flip it. Oh, man. So, yes, I'm going back to uh, Benghazi. Also a 9-11 experience. Years later, obviously. Uh, Absolutely horrible there also. Doesn't matter how many people died or were killed or what have you there. Uh, Four great men passed away there. And our hearts go out to them and their families and our prayers and wishes for all of them. Time doesn't heal all wounds. And unfortunately, you know, when you have uh, an anniversary like this, old wounds tend to open up. They were very brave men, each and every one of them. And the ones that survived, obviously, God bless them. Uh... You know, I also remember that day like it was yesterday. Uh, it was absolutely horrifying. And, uh, you know, I, I truly, truly pray that nothing like this ever happens again in this country or with our soldiers anywhere in the world or our military people anywhere in the world. Uh, 
it, it breaks my heart to, to think that, you know, in this day and age, there's still this kind of stuff happening. You know, World War II was supposed to be the, the a war to end all wars, and we've had so many since that uh, obviously that's just not true. But like I said, God bless all our servicemen, all our service people, uh, everyone connected with with 9-11 for uh, the first responders, police, fire department, just people helping in general. You know, God bless you all for all the, everything you've done and, and, and still continue to do today with uh, helping people still getting sick, still coping with this tragedy and, and, and the one in Benghazi also. You know, the Wounded Warriors Project, all that. God bless you all. And uh, uh, I truly appreciate it. And my flag, my United States flag, is flying in my front yard every day. Nobody will ever take that down. So God bless you all. That was a good speech. Thank you. I'm running for office. (laughs) I'm running, too. I'm running for the door. No, really, that's from the bottom of my heart. That's, uh, you know, those everybody was just amazing. And people that helped, people that, like you said, they all everybody came together, which was amazing. And it's sad to think that we can't come together on on a non-tragic day. You know, fortunately, it takes that, but at least at that point, people do come together. So. God bless you all. Uh, this country's going to hell. In a handbasket. Taco Bell was named the best Mexic- Mexican Mexican <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> I, I'm so, it's a two zero. Taco Bell was named the best Mexican restaurant in the United States. Also the best mestic. <laughs> is it is it even a Mexican restaurant? Uh, kind of like a I, taco stand. You telling me? I mean, Sol Toro. Have you ever been to Sol Toro? Yeah, that's a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, not Taco Hell. That, Bell. That's that's uh, Mexican fast food. That's it's just like KFC. Yeah, that is, that is Ma- not McDonald's. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Oh, it's good. I like Taco Bell. What happened to Dave? Dave's no longer with us. Dave Phillips, paging Dave Phillips. <laughs> Dave Phillips, ladies and gentlemen, if you've seen Dave Phillips, please contact us at one eight. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, six, six. <laughs> anyway, you know what I miss about Taco Bell? The little dog. <laughs> Yo quiero Taco Bell Absolutely oh, yeah. That was the best <laughs> Oh yeah that was the, the dog, That's right the dog The little talking chihuahua My favorite one was the one with, with Godzilla And he's sitting here Here laser 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 <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was the best That was good <laughs> oh, So man. Taco Bell is the number one Mexican restaurant in the United States uh, I don't know mm. Mexican fast food, yes. Restaurant, nah, no. <laughs> I know a lot of Mexican restaurants that are much better. 
genuine Mexican restaurant. That's what I'm saying. Soltoro. Hello. Yep. I think even Chili's is better Mexican food than Taco Bell. Yeah, actually, I think you're right. You ever had a fajita from Chili's? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. So, it's a little <laughs> quiet. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I can't believe Gina didn't call in. It's like wrong. She's supposed to be the co-host, and God. Gina, where are you? Call in. Say hi. <laughs> I've run away. <laughs> Gina's voice got deeper. <laughs> Either that or somebody's grabbing Keith inappropriately on the other side <laughs> of the council. <laughs> oh, no. That's uh, so wrong. I've been trying to do. Uh, you know, did you ever see that co- comedian Fluffy? Yep. I've been trying to do his high tone voice. I don't know how he does that. It's impossible. Oh, uh, oh God. Who? Inglesias. Yes. Yes. Gabrielle. Yes. Gabrielle Inglesias. Yeah. That's Fluffy. That's right. Fluffy. 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 I like cake. <laughs> we actually did it. Yeah, okay. If you you say so. <laughs> I can't do it again. <laughs> that was a one-shot deal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do not do that again. Fluffy. <laughs> nah, that was better the first time. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't good any time. No, that's true. I was I was trying to be nice to Keith. I mean, it's my first day back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What, do you want me to lay into him? That's fine. <laughs> What's his sidekick's name? It's fluffy and uh, oh, uh, it's supposed to be the big guy, like a oh, the southern guy. No, no, he's got a cousin. I think it's he is a Mexican. Mexican yeah. name. When I tell my cousin, I can't remember. He always talks. He about does it, a so. southern voice really well. How about they race his basket? He made. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Now that that was funny. I don't hey, care. Wasn't he coming, or was that Mohegan? Hey, was that Mohegan? Yeah. Damn, I want to go. Nah, he was already there. Yeah, oh already man, there. you missed him. Fluffy. Um, Jesus Christ! Somebody shoot him. Yo, you're fool, dude. <laughs> you're fool. <laughs> That's what his cousin would always say. Yo, fool. <laughs> All right, so Friday, Friday. October 26th, 2018. Uh, I'm scared. We have (laughs) Haunted History at the Leffingwell Inn Museum in Norwich, Connecticut. There are three time slots, 6 to 7.30, 8 to 9.30, and 10 to 11.30. And... It's still all messed up. <laughs> Dave, you got to work on the flyer. You really got to work on the flyer. Is is the reservation supposed to go through Leffingwell? Because that's what it's posted as. Uh, no, reservation email is arrowheadparanormal at gmail.com. Because oh, on the flyer it says to contact Leffingwell. Really? Yep. Yeah, no. Um, okay, scratch that. <laughs> once again, it's Friday, October 26th. Leffingwell House Museum in Norwich, Connecticut. 
Time slot, 6 to 7.30, 8 to 9.30, and 10 to 11.30. 30 dollars $30 for adults and $20 for ages 12 to 18. No one under the age of 12 will be permitted. Now, what's funny, yep. what's, funny is, <laughs> what's funny is on the flyer, they have $20 for ages 10 to 18. And then right under that, no one under the age of 12 will be permitted. <laughs> Please, Dave. So if you're 10 or 11, you can buy a ticket, but you have to wait outside. Oh, that's it. <laughs> you can enjoy the scenery from the outside. <laughs> All right. So ages 12 to 18, $20 and $30 for adults. In case you're wondering, that's due to the museum. Uh, a lot of expensive and rare artifacts are in there and... They just prefer if it was 12 and up. Very expensive artifacts. Yes, we're talking about uh, irreplaceable. Stuff from the 1600s, 1700s. Mm-hmm. And um, what Haunted History is, you will get to be a ghost hunter. You'll be... Gee willikers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wow. I, I was looking at the wall when I said that. <laughs> You'll, uh... Gee willikers. <laughs> You get to learn how to use the paranormal investigating equipment. Yep. And you will actually go with one of us on a ghost hunt. Yep. And you'll get to use the equipment while we're doing the ghost hunt. Yep. It's a lot of fun. Um, Yes, it is. Actually, it's a good time. Last time, the activity in there was off the chart. And there were so many good things that were caught on camera and on all of these, uh, the equipment we use, that uh, we have a lot of repeat customers because they want to come back and see it again. And uh, yes, the Leffingwell Inn, which is where some of the most powerful people involved in the Revolutionary War used to hang out, Uh, George Washington, um... Thomas Leffingwell. Benedict Arnold was Benedict actually there. Arnold, yep. He actually lived around the corner from there, I believe. Uh, like <clears throat> across the street almost. Like <clears throat> diagonal, yep. Back in the, in his young days. Samuel Adams, not the beer, the person. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was... Uh, Chief oh, Uncas. You, you, Chief uh, Uncas was yep. there quite a bit. Yep. There, there was a lot of very big, powerful people involved with the Revolutionary War there. The, the house itself, the main house, part of the house, actually goes back to the 1600s. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the oldest houses in Connecticut. Uh, there were other rooms added on at later times, 1700s, I believe. Our friend... Uh, Dave Phillips, expert on the house. He also uh, tours there, does the tour guide. He is a tour guide, excuse me. And uh, he knows the history of the place in and out. So he would be the best one to talk to about that. But, yes, it's it's an amazing place. And like I said, the artifacts there are from the 1600s on up uh, throughout to the 1900s, I believe early 1900s and it's just absolutely amazing just uh the museum itself then with it being haunted makes it twice as good (laughs) so and uh i don't know if jim will be there 
It's a possibility. I will be there. It's it it's up in the air. Right yeah, now. hopefully Zoom will be there, and uh, I will definitely be there. And the rest of the team, Arrowhead Paranormal Investigations, uh, hosting it, and we will all be there. So uh, uh, get your tickets early for your time slots. Uh, hopefully our flyer will be fixed up soon so we can get all the information out there. Uh, you could go to our Arrowhead Paranormal Investigations page on uh, Facebook or our, uh, our public page, that is, or even uh, my personal page or Jim's, I'm sure. And uh, our updated flyer will be on there. And yeah. definitely <laughs> try to get a hold of them early if you want a special time slot because they do fill up rather quickly. So They do fill up. So apparently Buzz Aldrin said that on the moon they were ordered by aliens to move away. <laughs> That's because they were illegal aliens up there. It's Buzz Aldrin, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's got to be real, right? It's on the internet. Yeah, well, he was an illegal alien. He, you know, he was a legal alien on the moon. Professor, what really happened out of Apollo 11? Buzz Aldrin. An amazing thing, even though we have always known of this possibility, the fact is that aliens have ordered us to turn away. Professor, what do you mean, warned to move away? Buzz Aldrin. I cannot go into details. There are structures on the moon and not ours. I can only say that their ships were far superior to ours, both in size and technology. Wow, if you were big and menacing. But NASA also sent to the moon missions after Apollo 11. Which is true. Uh, but I don't see the rest of it. Well, conspiracy theorists, uh, once again, are coming from NASA, from what I've heard and been told, that there are structures on the dark side of the moon. And that was part of the reason that when they first went to the moon, our astronauts, mm -hmm. that was one of their orders was to go check out the dark side of the moon and see if they could see anything. Hello. <laughs> and uh, they actually went uh, black on the uh, transmission to go and do that. So don't know if they actually did find anything. Buzz may be a little buzzed. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, he has stated that before. So it would be pretty cool if there was actually some photographic or some type of evidence. would be really great. I want to listen to this whole interview with Buzz Aldrin. Because I want to listen to this whole interview with Buzz Aldrin. Maybe we can get Buzz Aldrin on the air. <laughs> Buzz, is that you? <laughs> Caller, you're on the air. Okay, it's me. I'm on the air. Sorry to interrupt. It's Al. I'll be there at about 7 o'clock. Just getting home from work. Okay. Well, you're live on the air. We're in the middle of a show. <laughs> okay. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Hello. What's going on, Al? Hey, love everybody. I'm sorry I can't get some live views on you right now. I'm just making it home. I said I got to call Keith, my buddy. And today is 9-11 day, actually. Absolutely. So I hope that everybody's having some type of discourse on what that day actually means. 
Oh, absolutely. So, That's what our show is about today. So, Al, what were you doing on 9-11? Where were you when you uh, heard about it? On 9-11 that day, the Lord had given me a vision. I was in Bridgeport, and I got that vision when I was in the Bridgeport Pivot Ministries. And I had got the vision to go to New York on that couple evenings before. And I was uh, with a state police officer named Jeffrey Hawes, who was with me uh, at this ministry training place. But here was the deal. We ended up going to um, being at a prayer service that day for people who had died in that building that day. And they went to Darien Episcopal Church. There were a number of people who were... uh, who attended that church and, and had died. So on that day, I was actually headed um, to pray at this place called Darien Episcopal Church as we woke up in the morning and we thought it was a surreal new movie that they were about to put out and didn't know the reality of what it said only seconds later, saying that the plane had slammed into the building and from that point on we were praying at this Darien Episcopal Church that we all congregated at to pray that if there were any more planes because no one knew what how many planes were up there to attack America that we were praying that those planes would come down now looking at hindsight it was no question it was a black ops operation. It was an inside job, and that has been proven um, by many, many, many. I say, um, whether professionals, whether whomever, it is not. Nine Eleven was not a terrorist, real terrorist attack, other than those who are terrorists within our own particular New World Order type government, which we don't see. Did you get all that, gentlemen? (laughs) We got it. We got (laughs) it, brother. Okay, because at the end of the day, look at the state of affairs in America. Look where they have led us. Look what the reasons and purposes for that. Look who has benefited. Look who has covered it up. And what has happened with the 9-11 Commission? Whatever happened to Building 7? Never mind Building 7. What about 5 and Building 6? Whatever happened to, as everyone would be saying, why did you whisk away the evidence so quickly? And the list is long. One thing after the next, after the next, after the next. So not only do do you have uh, a number of, Questions still left unanswered by the American public. But why was this a case for war to get into Afghanistan? And and from that point on, what we got an unceasing war um, based on going after some terrorists up in the mountains. Please, you know that 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 day opened up a lot of things for America, but. I think at the end of the day, what they were trying to do was hasten, hasten right away. Let's trade in our security. Let's trade in our freedoms for security. That is what 
that intent was. That was our major false flag operation. That's what it was. Sorry to give my opinion, but uh, that is that's my opinion. Fine, man. <clears throat> that's fine. Did you hear me? Yeah. Oh, you guys got a different opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and and here's the last thing. I have that opinion based on one of the main events in which they chose after that event, which was a bit that came out of New London, don't fall out, to be the host for the first 9-11 memorial event. We were the official event that was hosted, and I was the first chair. So I not only talked from, as you asked the question, what was I doing on that day? Mm -hmm. I also talked from the perspective of what the Lord sent me to do when it was over, uh, when that event took place, and then, of course, when we got to New York, and then, of course, there was some a lot of, I, I can say there was a lot of healing done with individual groups. Many people saved, I would say, led to the Lord, if you would use that language. Yep. A lot of coalition <clears throat> building during that time. So there was a lot of what I call true patriotism that came out of that immediately, you know. Yep, it's true. Um, but yet I was very honored that New York City had considered us to be uh, the the host for that event, which turned out to be a very successful event. But what we were doing, we were actually bringing healing to the city so that people would not start going crazy on the Arabs and having a need for martial law. We're going to go after every Arab in New York and crash the, their stores and fights and muggings and all the stuff that goes along when, as if we were going into the Japanese War, World War II, and Germany, and stuff like that. So, so at the end of the day, yes, there's a lot to say about that event, but yet at the same time, I, I, I gotta say, so at the end of the day, so, so, did you guys hear me? We got you, Al. We got you. Thanks for calling right. in, buddy. Hey, listen, you guys, great job. Bless you. And I shall be seeing you very soon. Okay. Hey, All right, God buddy. God bless you too, buddy. Okay. Peace. Peace. That was Al from the Ugly Al Show. Right here on this station. That was Al from the Ugly Al Show. Yeah, it was. He will be coming up uh, after us. All right, so <clears throat> I want a defunct part of what he said. All right, conspiracy theorists, they saw Building 7 go down. Well, no plane hit Building 7. And you're right. No plane did hit Building 7. Mm -hmm. What people don't realize is when the towers came down, they came down with the force of an earthquake. Do you know what's under what was underneath Tower Seven? The subway. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. When the towers came down, it totally destabilized the subway, and that's why you saw those other buildings caving in because well, you, they caved into the subway. You have a tunnel system underneath, 
So there's not that much when you got that impact. Mm-hmm. Of course it's going to break through. I forgot what it said it registered on the Richter scale when when the towers came down. Oh, it was massive. It was massive. And I mean that has already been debunked so many times. And that is why Building 7 came down. The entire subway started caving in. Well, you, uh, actually, I'm surprised more didn't come I, down. I was just about to say that. I'm surprised that more buildings didn't collapse because the subway system is... And, and tunnels, abandoned subway systems, are all over New York. They're everywhere. I don't think there's one place that doesn't have a tunnel under it. And, uh, yeah, I'm surprised that... Uh, Pretty much all the New York didn't cave in. Ah, uh, Bill Daly died at the age of 91. He was uh, from My Dream of Jeannie. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Major Healy. Major Healy. Yep. 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 Major Healy from I Dream of Jeannie. Dead don't at 91. Don't forget Burt Reynolds passed away this week. Yeah, that one surprised me. I didn't even know he was sick or anything. Uh, he and, looked. Um, he looked. He really did look terrible. I mean, he looked so sickly, fragile, like you know, very not the the regular Burt Reynolds you would remember. Yeah, a lot of great ones this year too. Rita Franklin and. Yep. Can't yep. forget Aretha Franklin. It was uh it was it was kind of a kind of a <clears throat> crappy week. So you know I had to go I gotta watch uh, Smokey and the Bandit the other day. And uh I saw one of the best memes that I seen out there. It was uh, Jackie Gleason waiting at the pearly gates. Yeah, and he's looking at him. He goes, I've been waiting for you, some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was so perfect. That was. That was perfect. Did you see the cartoon one with with, uh, with uh, Burt Reynolds and the Trans Am jumping the gates, the pearly gates? No, I didn't yeah. see that one. St. <laughs> Peter's going, Burt. <laughs> There is no way, and I mean no way, that you came from my loins. <laughs> Remind me when I get home to punch your mama in the mouth. <laughs> I tell you, Jackie Gleason was definitely, they called him the greatest, and he, he was the greatest, man. Jackie Gleason was good. Uh, he was incredible. And, you know, I, you know, I was uh, looking up the guy that played Junior. I can't remember his name. But he played Tarzan in the Tarzan movies. Really? And he was in, oh yeah, he was in a lot of top roles. And I was watching and I'm like, oh my God, talk about a great actor. In all these other roles he was in, he was in, uh, he was in another Burt Reynolds movie, uh, Longest Yard. Right, right. And um, he played one of the prison guards. <laughs> I was like, wow. I mean, here he is playing Junior. And he's got all these other cool roles. I mean, he he's amazing. And he is still alive. He is still alive. I can't remember his name offhand. Um, look it up. There's actually a lot of good actors in the Bandit movies. Oh, yeah. Huh? 
And uh, Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run is one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. And uh, the cast in that. I mean, Dean Martin. Um, Dom DeLuise. Dom DeLuise. <laughs> I love Dom DeLuise. He was hilarious. Sammy Davis Jr. was yeah. in that. Yeah, he was teamed up with Dean Martin. They I, played, you couldn't uh, have come up with a better combination. And they played priests, remember? They were supposed <laughs> to be priests. Yeah, that was the second one. <laughs> oh, no, was it the first? They no, were, the first one. The first one, yeah. yeah. I believe it was the first one, yeah. It was, yeah. And, ah, oh, that was great. <laughs> that was great. Right now on Entertainment Tonight, um, Buzz Aldrin on the moon were ordered by aliens to move away. Whoa. It's on ET. Really? It's on. Yeah, it, you, I'll show you. It's right now, dude. I've never heard that before. Uh, it's. It, it says, you know, ET. <laughs> Entertainment, Entertainment tonight. tonight yeah. Yes, right now they're showing a video clip, and it says Buzz Aldrin on the moon. We were ordered by aliens to move away. Hey, hey. Uh, unless he's smoking some K two, and he's gonna go on Entertainment Glenn? Tonight. Glenn. Yes, sir. Did we not have like a 20-minute conversation on this? Yes, we did, sir. Okay. <laughs> we just had a 20-minute conversation on that. Yeah, I know. I that's why I'm... He was just trying to show us. Yeah. <laughs> entertainment Tonight. The aliens ordered us to leave. So, so, so what's your view on aliens? I think they're paying him a lot of money to say that. He's going to walk away with a few million dollars. That's the aliens? All. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is my opinion of aliens? Yeah. Build the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not those aliens. Oh, oh, space aliens. Space aliens. Well, I was talking to Mulder and Scully. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be serious, but that's okay. <laughs> and I can't believe they're actually putting Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin is a, a NASA icon. Now they're going to turn him into a joke. No, this is stuff that he's been saying for a long time. This isn't. This <laughs> Maybe isn't they did. Reason. Maybe they put something wrong in the oxygen while they were up there and they hallucinated. <laughs> or maybe they saw aliens, Keith. But there's must. There had been something wrong with the oxygen. Somebody pissed in the tank or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. All right. First of all, there is no oxygen in space. <laughs> they have store oxygen on a spacecraft. What's to stop someone from opening it up and pissing in the tank? Yeah, and then then everyone has. If you open it up, all the oxygen. You comes can't out. piss in the tank because it all floats. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's like it; they all float. So maybe a CO two scrubber went bad, and they were slightly intoxicated. Yeah. All right. So I'll tell you what. If I was an alien, honest, I wouldn't want anything to, to do with the human race. If I was an alien, I'd be figuring out how to wipe all you bastards out because all you do is fight, and you're you're diseased to the planet, and I, I would just wipe you out. Can you please build a wall around him? <laughs> a wall wouldn't help. That's if I was an alien. If I had my spaceship. I have my doubts. <laughs> humans humans are bad. All right. So to answer your, your question, Glenn. Aliens. Do I believe that there are aliens? Yes. That's the question. I absolutely believe that there are aliens because... Because you are one. <laughs> I would have to be so completely ignorant to think that in the millions and millions of solar systems, we are the only planet with life on it. Uh, my sentiments, one hundred percent. Glenn, exactly. Glenn, right now, give give Jim a speak and spell and an umbrella and some electronic parts. 
I think a record player was also deployed in that setup, too. What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> e- the movie E.T. You know, the umbrella, they, they made a satellite dish out of the umbrella and connected to speak and spell? No. You never watched E.T.? See, Sarah says she wants to believe. She talked to Mulder and Scully, too. <laughs> no, I'm serious, though. I mean, you think about it. That's like saying, I think back in the days of uh, when my ancestors were here. Do you think they thought they were people on, on first of all, everybody thought the freaking world was flat back then. But do you think they thought they were other people here other than them? Probably not. And then somebody said, well, yeah, you know, it's probably probably a safe bet we're not the only ones here. Well, in every ancient culture, they believe they came. the gods came from space came from the sky every one of and they believe they were created by these beings that came from the sky all right let me bring up a a, a classic point sarah you can probably help me on this one who in the hell built the pyramids Uh, that's a good question because i'll tell you what they didn't put them bricking bricks on their back and build it up like that not so so perfect. how did they build the pyramids? It's it's less than a what a hundredth of an inch off mm-hmm. at the base to the top. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Uh, absolutely. And not only that, what about other uh, cultures? What about other uh, monuments that were Stonehenge? Monuments? Yeah, there's lots of unanswered questions. The yes, Inca pyramids, the Aztec ruins, all that. But, uh, yeah, I highly agree, and I highly believe that there's intelligent life. <laughs> intelligent life. Yeah, if they were intelligent, they'd stay the hell away from us. We're a bunch of crazy animals that can't even get along well, with we're, each we're, other. We're their pet Sarah, zoo. <laughs> Sarah said she's always thought it was cool to think we're just an alien's kid's school project. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Someone we, keeps we on... Could, sh- you know like, what? We very well may be. We're the yeah. ant farm that little five-year-old keeps on shaking. <laughs> That's what all the earthquakes are. <laughs> and and the volcanoes are actually the little alien kid with the with a uh, magnifying glass with the sun. <laughs> We're going to do a show on this because um, Gina had mentioned she wanted to do a show on aliens. Is somebody tapping? That was me. And space travel. 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 Travel? He's, he's tapping over there, okay? I'm thinking someone's knocking at the door or something. I can't tell. I thought it was, too. That was me talking to the wall. You see, we to do a show on, on aliens and space travel and Area 51 and all this other stuff. So that's going to be a future show. Maybe we can get Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> Buzz, if you're listening, calling. We'll pay you. We'll pay you five million dollars to say that you had contact with the aliens and they told you to go home. That's in pesos. <laughs> Speaking of aliens, um, anybody that watched Sunday Night Football saw Aaron Rodgers get carted off the field with what looked like a really serious injury. In comes the backup quarterback. He starts sucking it up. All of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers comes out and he's back in the game. I see. I that. was like, "Huh? <laughs> how was he even on the? How was he on the field?" And then I saw the interview with him after the game. It was aliens. Oh <laughs> my god! Let me tell you something. 
He was so freaking doped up and high. You got to see the interview because it's freaking hilarious. I don't know what they gave him, but my God, they need to give me some when my neck hurts. He, you got to see it because there's no doubt whatsoever. He's on something. The interview is absolutely hilarious. His eyes are all freaking bonkers. And he, <laughs> I was like, oh my. And uh, you could hear everybody laughing during the interview. I'm like, yep, he's high. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, da, 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 da. Black holes, yeah. What's on the other side of a black hole? I don't know. And Sarah said there's a great show called NASA's Unexplained Files. We're going to have to check that out. If Gina is still listening, Gina, that would be you, Gina. Gina Lee, Gina. Um, we got it. <laughs> I know we got it. I'm trying to see if she gets it. Uh, next week, get your files ready. The X Files. She might as well. All right, dude. We what the hell? What was the show, Keith? Where she came in and she had just books. Gina's Corner. Well, it wasn't Gina's Corner. Jesus. Gina's rant? No. What did she have the books on? Keith's vacation? <laughs> she had like like four different books over here. Oh, Urban Legends. Urban Was it Urban? No. Was it Urban Legends? Serial Killers. She oh, had, that's, oh right. that's right. Specialty of mine. She had like three books. I mean, she did her homework. It was impressive. Yeah. No, it was the serial killers. Urban Legends, she was looking up online. But, yeah, it was serial killers. Yeah, I went to school with them. Yeah, she knew more about serial killers. It was kind of scary. It was scary. It really? was, yeah, she was scaring me. <laughs> but, yeah, she'll she'll have a full X-File in here when we when we do our show on uh, on UFOs and aliens and black holes and... Why haven't we built the Enterprise yet? Christ. Because the aliens Trump. told us not to. <laughs> really? It President told, Trump. It told Buzz that. <laughs> All right, President Trump is starting the United Federation of Planets. No, he's starting the Space Force. The Space Force. That's not the United Federation of Planets. It will become the United Federation of Planets. Why can we not build the Enterprise? We can't even build the wall yet. <laughs> Someone needs to beam him up. We need the, yeah. we need the wall first, the then wall, the Enterprise. The, the wall's being built. We can't even go to the moon. The aliens told us to go home, so how are we going to build a starship? So is that why we haven't been back to the moon? Probably. Hmm. I mean, if Buzz Aldrin said there's aliens up there, there's got to be aliens. You know. The, it's, it's a, <laughs> did you ever hear the theory about the, the uh, moon is hollow? And it's actually a spaceship. It's a Death Star. Kind of. That's kind of like what they said. They had actually uh, sent something to the moon. Luke. And when it hit it, it made like a gong noise, like a hollow noise. <laughs> no, this is a true story. True story, Keith. Glenn. What? It was on TV. Glenn. There it's on is, TV, Glenn, you got to believe it. There is no noise in space. It was recorded. <laughs> 
Hey, Sarah says we probably have built the Enterprise, and it's chilling in space dock at Area 51. No, uh, it's, it's at the Death Star at the moon. That went <laughs> gong. Yep. Luke. They say it's hollow, and it's actually an alien spacecraft. Oh, I my God. I am your father. Because they had also about... <laughs> they had also about how in ancient times the moon was not there. <laughs> that it was actually moved into place to support our Earth from gravitational pull or whatever to keep us in our solar system. I mean, in our uh, orbit. Orbit. Yeah. Just going by what I told you, what I was told. That's no moon. <laughs> it's a space station. Yeah. That's too big to be a space station. Why are we still moving towards it? Wow. Yeah. It's pretty sad I got that whole movie memorized. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got our own conspiracy theories going on here. Oh, God. Sarah, I I cannot wait for this show on Aliens and Area 51 and the Enterprise. Everybody, I still think uh, Jim's an alien. And the Death Star, the Death Star that we're calling a moon. Jim's an alien. God. Yeah, I'm not an alien, man. I tell you, I got my green car right here. He was like the, the... those Bigfoot type aliens. He just shaved, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Sarah says if that were the case there, Darth Vader, how do you explain the tides and stuff? That's what it was to control, supposedly. But what the hell was happening with the tides before the Death Star? Before people or whatever, <laughs> they said there was no moon. It came later. And it was moved into place to control things that happen oh, on Earth. so I get it. So the freaking laser killed the dinosaurs. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You, don't you ever watch Ancient Aliens? No. Oh, you should. <laughs> Apparently I should. Yes. I want to watch that show that Sarah was talking about because... Uh... Sarah, watch Ancient <sighs> Aliens. Good show. What was that? <laughs> I think somebody's beaming down. You hear that? So you think Klingons are real? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. The only Klingons you got are in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so would the Enterprise be able to fight the Death Star? We are the Borg. You will be assimilated. <laughs> Spock! <laughs> Damn it, Jim, I'm only human. <laughs> Spock, what is going on? <laughs> Speaking of which. <laughs> little dog at Prosper. And this is, this is pretty freaking stupid. The new Star Wars movie coming out. Spock's in it? Well, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a guess. Just not Leonard Nimoy. Oh, okay. However, Christopher Pine is not playing Captain Kirk after he played Captain Kirk in the first two movies. Okay. He, he played Captain Kirk really well in the first two movies. You just said Star Wars. Star Trek. Uh, th- did he say Star Wars? No, because you said, let me get a Spock's in it. Ah, I thought I could have sworn you said Star Wars. Okay. I'm going ri- re- <laughs> to rewind the tape. I got to uh, take a time out on that. Yeah, I might have. Yeah, see? You might have. You did. <laughs> um, you got penalized. But I'll tell you what. 
Nicholas, I can't think of his name. The guy that plays Spock in the new movies. Yeah, I don't Holy know. crap, dude. He's spot on. Yeah? The, uh, whoever did the casting for that movie, I don't know if it was J.J. Abrams or... I know he directed it, but have you seen them? No, I haven't. Oh, my God, dude. You got to watch the new Star Trek no. movies because the cast is so freaking spot on. The only ones I watched were all the older ones the, with the original cast. Let's begin now. <laughs> okay, R2... Easy R2. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I look down, I got a pair of eyes staring at me over here. <laughs> scared the hell out of me. Callie, where are you? Hi, Callie. Come the cat here. just walked in. All right. There's my buddy. She hasn't been here the whole time. The door isn't open, but yet the cat appeared out of nowhere. Hello, Callie. She opens the door and then Maybe the cat it. is the alien. Yes, I saw M-I-B... Sprinter to uh, Leffingwell. Listen, Why the cat's not in the contract, okay? <laughs> so bring Callie to Leffingwell. Hey, Callie. Eat a black cat on Halloween. Gina sends kisses to Callie. Right. Now this is now Callie's corner. <laughs> no, it's still Gina's corner. It's just... Hold her, hold her up and show it to everybody. My corner's in the bathroom. Where's my corner? Her corner, her, her corner somewhere else right now. Is she, is she there? Pick her up and show everybody, Callie. Who, Gina? Come here, Callie. I know. <laughs> wow. Wow. There's Callie. <laughs> wow. 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 I know. I know. <laughs> oh, she ran away from me. She don't like me no more. Had to pick her up. Wow. Sarah rocks out to Men in Black at least one a day. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, she wants out now. I'm Meow. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> she came over here and goes, oh, my God, that's not Gina. <laughs> she was my what boy. What did you do to that cat? All I did was pick her up. <laughs> well, she is pissed at you. I'm sorry, Callie. You made me do it. The aliens made me do it. She's not in a good mood for some reason. You made me pick her up. She was fine. Ladies and gentlemen, Callie is an alien. Next Callie has left the room. On Project Arrowhead. So, yep, to recap, today is... We kind of lost track of 9-11 talking. <laughs> we got into aliens. and I don't know how that happened. Did they have something to do with it? I don't know. Um, yeah, today is 9-11. 9-11. Keep the people who lost their lives in your thoughts and prayers. Both in, well, I can't say both, but in New York, in Washington, in Pennsylvania, and in Benghazi. And uh, never forget. Never forget. Never forget, because... Uh, if you forget what is that that history has a way of repeating itself yes it does absolutely that's the the saying so always keep that in the back of your mind and uh to all my family and friends that are in the path of this hurricane leave get out now head inland um there's mandatory evacuations uh the entire coast of south carolina north carolina and now into virginia 
please don't try to stay there and ride it out. I mean, they are predicting that this is the worst in recorded history to hit that area. In 60 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. The worst in 60 years. 60 years. And that's right now. Um, and uh, it, it could very well gain in intensity and become a Cat and, 5. And it could turn is... right for Connecticut, too. There's still a chance. Nah, that's not, not going to happen. So, Don't everybody, please t- take the evacuation seriously. Get out while you can before something happens. It's better to have your life than worry about your possessions. Materialistic things can be replaced. Your life can't. So, also... Uh, take care of your animals. Do not leave your animals behind. No, take um, them with you by all means. Take them with you. Find a shelter for them. Uh, whatever you have to do. But treat these mandatory evacuations seriously. Um, is, did it just get smoky in here? Are you smoking Are you smoking bacon over there? It smells like bacon. Yeah, all of a sudden, you know, this cloud started forming in here. Um, must be so cooking yeah, bacon in a take, take these evacuations seriously. The fog was brought to you by the Fog Factory at 24 Bank Street in London, Connecticut. Bank, uh, bank. bank. <laughs> bacon <Bank>. flavor. <laughs> and once again, don't forget, Project Arrowhead is brought to you by the Mohegan Sun Big Three, soon to become the Big Four. Avalon Nightclub, Lansdowne Pub, and the Vista Lounge. What's the fourth one? The fourth one is going to be a big surprise. But I'll tell you, it's going to be called Game On, and it's probably going to be the hottest place at the casino. Sports lounge? Sort of, kind of, (laughs) no. You got everything covered on that one. It'll have everything. It's going to have an eight-lane bowling alley. It's going to have... Oh, yeah. It's going to have arcades. It's going to have... Individual karaoke rooms. It's it's going to be amazing. Wow! Look cool. look for that to open uh, sometime around the first of the year. Cool. So that's what we got planned ahead. Well, our time is up for today. Once again, uh, if you're in the path of this hurricane, and they tell you to get out, uh, do like the Amityville Horror and just tip the hell out the door. Get out. Um, <laughs> Take it serious. Get out. Yeah, definitely. Out. So, definitely. on behalf of myself, Gina Peltier, right? Gina, oh, you're not. And uh, Glenn Swy. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week. Be safe. God bless. And take care. God bless, everybody. <laughs>